everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Apple Replay Podcast. This is Brian Ritchie. Um, today's episode will be uh, centered around the 1985 tournament and the first of the Elite Eight series of games. And this one is the number nine seed Chicago White Sox versus the number one seed St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, game one from uh, Bush Stadium features a uh, pitching matchup of the ageless wonder Tom Seaver, who is a grade B and a grade 14 pitcher against Joaquin Andujar, who is also a grade B and a, and a 14. So good pitching matchup to get us started. And the pitching held, uh, for at least for the first three innings, as uh, Andujar and Seaver both hold them scoreless. In the fourth inning, though, we would uh, get some runs on the board as uh, Andy Van Slyke would take Seaver deep uh, for a two-run homer. This would give the Cardinals a two-to-nothing uh, two lead. They would also add another run in the sixth as Jack Clark would add an RBI single, uh, scoring uh, Willie McGee. That made it three to nothing, and Andahar kept cruising and was in control the whole way. Seaver pitched well. He got through uh, six innings of uh, just three runs, so a quality start, but not good enough in, in this one. The Cardinals would go on to add another run in the eighth to grab a four nothing lead, and Andahar would take care of the rest. He goes the distance, scattering six hits. The Cardinals take a one nothing lead in the series, and uh, we're on to game two. So, uh, game two, of course, the Cardinals win game one, so they're up one nothing. They're trying to keep home field advantage. Uh, the White Sox are trying to steal a game and get back to Chicago um, with home field advantage, and they start Britt Burns, who is a great C, big lefty, uh, great C, and he's a nine. Um, the Cardinals come back with Danny Cox, big right-hander, grade B, uh, grade 15 starter, had one of his best uh, seasons of his career. Um, once again in this one, uh, the Cardinals strike first. In the third inning, uh, Daryl Porter gives his battery mate a one nothing lead with a homer off Burns to center. Huge, a huge homer for Porter, uh, just about started Nieto in his place and he gets the lefty but uh he gets to start and hits the homer for his uh his battery mate there in cox so that would um that would be a huge run as the score would remain one to nothing as burns and cox would continue to throw up zeros uh, all the way to the eighth inning uh, burns gets pitch hit for in the eighth so they bring in bob james bob james is a closer um had a great year for the white Sox. Uh, they bring him in to keep the game close and keep it one to nothing, but he did the exact opposite. Cardinals send eight men to the plate, four of them score. Big hits, big RBI hits from Tommy Herr, uh, Andy Van Slyke, and Terry Pendleton lead the way. So in the ninth, the, Reds, uh, the White Sox, excuse me, not the Red Sox, the White Sox would actually get an oh, by the way, homer in the ninth uh, for Greg Walker. That would make it four to one, and... But that would be all she wrote as uh, Cox would get the last two outs after that. And so the Cardinals had defended home field. They go back to Comiskey up 2-0. And Chicago's left looking for any kind of bats they can find as they've only have scored one run in 18 innings of play so far. Okay, so back to game three now. And uh, Chicago, glad to get back to Comiskey, old Comiskey Park. And uh, down 2-0. To the Cardinals, the Cardinals looking to put the pressure on um, in this series and get a, a 3-0 advantage. So the Cardinals send uh, uh, righty Bob Force to the mound. He's a grade D with a, a 4. To the mound against uh, lefty Floyd Bannister, who's also a D pitcher uh, for 
the White Sox, uh, grade three. Uh, even though the both pitchers are were D's, they come out strong. Uh, we're scoreless through three innings. Uh, both teams get runners on base, but can't get any uh, any any big hits and with runners in scoring position. So, but finally the Cardinals in the fourth breakthroughs, they get a sack fly from uh, Willie McGee. Uh, in the fourth inning, uh, in the fifth inning, excuse me, they would add two more as uh, Harold Baines would make a crucial error and allowing runners to get in scoring position. And Daryl Porter, again, would double in two runs to give the Cardinals a 3-0 lead. That would continue uh, continue on with what we've seen so far in this series. The Cardinals would continue to add more runs as, in the sixth as Ozzie Smith and Vince Coleman would drive in more runs. And once again, the, the bats for the White Sox didn't show up. In the seventh, they finally scratched across a run as Rudy Law would single in Luis Salazar, but it was little, too little too late. Jeff Lotte would come in and get the final three outs, and the Cardinals would win the game 5-1 to one and take a commanding 3-0 lead in the series. Um, the White Sox now have scored only two runs in three games in this series, and they are in deep trouble as they go to game four down 3-0 in the series. Okay, so that will lead us to game four as the White Sox are on the edge of elimination. They send uh, Gene Nelson to the mound. He's a grade D pitcher, uh, grade four. And the Cardinals send their ace stud lefty, John Tudor, grade A, grade 20 pitcher. Tudor would have been a Cy Young Award winner in most other years. He just happened to have a great year of the year. Dwight Gooden went bonkers and had his best year of his career. Tudor would also go in to finish eighth in the MVP voting that year, which was, you know, he a career year for Tudor for sure, and you know, and just dominant from start to finish. In uh, this one, another uh, another game where the pitchers come out strong, and Tudor and Nelson uh, both four innings. So Nelson, even though he's a great D, comes out and pitches four strong innings with. Uh, no runs, and Tudor matches him, of course. And in the fifth, the Cardinals will finally break through. They get a, a three spot to knock Nelson out of the game. Willie McGee would double in two. Tommy Hurd would single in McGee, so you have a 3 nothing lead right off the bat for the Cardinals. A common theme for the Cardinals in 85. Tommy Hurd drives in 110 runs in 85 with only eight homers, so him, him knocking in Willie McGee and Vince Coleman a lot uh, in 85. Uh, the White Sox, for their credits, though, they didn't, they didn't uh, fold up the tent. They come back with two in the bottom half of the fifth against Tudor. Double by Luis Salazar would drive in a run, and Rudy Law would single in Salazar. And they had a chance to, in, in that one with runners in scoring position to get the uh, tied up or get the lead, but Tudor shut them down. The White Sox, and again in the seventh, would get runners in scoring position, but Tudor would get would get Greg Walker to ground out, and that was the end of the seventh. Tudor gets the last seven outs in a row to close out the series and complete the 3-2 to two win. Cardinals sweep the series, and now they move on to face the Dodgers and Astros winner in the final four. So uh, in recap, uh, the Cardinals, uh, they, they sweep the series. I, I fully expected the Cardinals to win. I, I thought the White Sox would get a game or two. Um, they're They've got a lot of power up and down the lineup. They've got a lot of 66 uh, ones. I figured they would, you know, hit a couple homers, maybe win a game or two there. Um, they just couldn't uh, couldn't get any hits with runners in scoring positions to save their life. And uh, the Cardinals do what they do. They get people on. They steal a base here. They steal a base there. They get a hit here. They get a, they win four or one games. They win five to one games. So 
they're doing what they did all year in 85. They're now 8-1 and one in this tournament uh, series They in the two series that they've played. So they're doing exactly what you would expect a number one seed to do. So they move on, and they could potentially face the Dodgers maybe in the in the Final Four, which would be a, a an NLCS rematch of that year, which would be very exciting, of course. But the Astros are right there. I mean, the Astros uh, can they can pitch, and they've got you know a couple good hitters as well. So we'll see how that series wraps up. I want to thank everybody for listening to these podcasts. I know uh, they're not the greatest in the world. We're trying to get better, as I keep telling you guys. We're trying to get better each and every time. If you want to keep up with the um, the website, we have uh, game recaps. I try to put a, a game up every day. You can go to appareplay.com. Uh, we've got all the information on our other uh, tournaments. We did a 78 tournaments already been completed out there. We're uh, headlong into the 81 season replay. We're going to have all kinds of crazy tournaments and you know best of years and all this other crazy stuff we're going to do. You can follow us on uh, Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash appareplay and uh, Instagram on uh, it's Instagram.com slash replay. All those uh, places. And um, I'd love to hear from you. and love to continue um, talking to you guys on Twitter and, and uh, all that. And I hope you all have a great day. And we'll see you in Episode 4 when we discuss the Dodgers and Astros series. Thank you.